All the Books Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. How are you doing today? Good. I'm a little excited today. I'm not going to lie to you. Why are you so excited? I'm excited about our special interview that we have lined up. This week, Eric and I had the pleasure of chatting with actor John Davey. Mr. Davey's long list of credits include films like There Was a Crooked Man with one Kirk Douglas. You love Kirk Douglas. I know. You love the Douglas family. I do. I really do. The Late Show with Lily Tomlin and A Fine Mess with Ted Danson. Television credits include reoccurring roles on Barnaby Jones and The Rockford Files. I love The Rockford Files. With James Files. Garner. James yeah. Garner. Have you, have you seen The Rockford Files? Maybe one or two episodes. Dig into it. Yeah. It's fun. Plus guest spots on shows like Ironside, mm-hmm. The Mod Squad, Remington Steel, and MacGyver. Remington. That almost cost uh, almost Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan the, uh, James Bond. Yeah. Yes, it did. Well, that wasn't John Davies' fault, though. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> anyway, very long list of credits here. Lots of different classic TV shows and films. Uh, he's most well-known for playing Captain Marvel on the 1970s Saturday morning series Shazam. Uh, he also showed up as Captain Marvel on Secrets of Isis as part of the Shazam Isis Hour. You love and Isis. Isis never crossed over with Wonder Woman, though. No, she didn't, but she was on Shazam. Wonder Woman was on Shazam. No, Isis, Isis was, on, was on, Shazam. on Shazam. Yes, that and I know. Shazam I've seen the uh, Shazam Isis okay. episodes. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, do you have a crush on Isis? Leave me alone. Okay. Thanks to the success of the 2019 film Shazam, starring Zachary Levi, there's been a renewed interest in the character, leading DC Comics to release a remaster of the show for a new generation we, to discover. We should say a renewed interest in the general public. You've never lost interest. In Shazam? Yeah. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> He's been an old school favorite. And I've got to say, mm-hmm. uh, these new remasters I've been watching with my son, mm-hmm. he's way into it. Yeah. I just turned it on and... Yep. Let the fates decide if he was going <laughs> to like it, but he does. Nice. He's super excited. Congratulations. So anyway, here it is. Let's chat with Mr. Davey. John Davey, thanks for joining us here on the All the Book Show today. Yes, Nick. Yeah, it's me. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Pretty good. Getting a little bored being stuck in my house all the time, but you know. Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> I, I, I can relate to that. You were just at a convention, what, two weeks ago, right? Yeah, uh, Pensacon in uh, Pensacola. Did any of the threats of viruses and everything, did, did they did they have lower turnout or anything, or was everything just No, up? No, it hadn't seemed to have taken root. It seemed to be just kind of kind of emerging. It wasn't, nobody was talking about it. Yeah, well, it, it did come pretty quickly. Yeah, it did. It really did. Why don't we dive back to the early days? I, I have I have a lot of questions here for you, but but I wanted to start with the Lucy Show. Uh, where where we are in Wellsville is just just a little over an hour away from Jamestown, Lucille Ball's hometown. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's a great museum there. It's a lot of fun to go to. I'm an old school fan of I Love Lucy and the Lucy Show and all that. So I wanted to ask yeah. you, I mean, what was it like as a young actor to suddenly find yourself doing physical comedy with Lucille Ball? Well, it was a real uh, shock because I first got into the business working as an extra yeah and when they assigned me to the lucy show just as, a, as an ordinary extra i thought well it's just a couple of days work and right what's next but it turned out that they wanted me to deliver a line and mm-hmm. in order to do that they have to you have to be in the screen actors guild right and uh, they asked me if i wanted to join and i said sure I'll, I'll join you and that was my first acting sag role well, I mean, it's a pretty good start. I mean, it's yeah. a funny scene. So, you know, in the episode... It, it was intimidating, though. I mean, because Lucille Ball, you know, she's, she's a giant. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and I have to deliver a line to her. I thought, oh, good Lord. Yeah, I, I would imagine that would be terrifying. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, but it was, it was one line, so, it, it, you know... It, <laughs> 
Well, still though, it, I mean, it's a funny scene to watch because in the episode, like, Lucy gets drafted into the army by mistake, and but she ends yeah. up she ends up next to you, and she, I mean, she really beats up on you in that scene. Yeah, <laughs> punching you in the stomach, knocking your head off, knocking you over, and stuff. I mean, she really yeah, she's a feisty little thing. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. You know, and I've always heard too that I mean, she was real, real professional, real strict on the set. I mean, did you find that to be a, a loose set to be on, or was it just sort of rolling with the punches? I mean, she was in charge. Oh, yeah. Uh, this stuff. There's no, no question about who's in charge, but, but she was, you know, professional and, and uh, nobody got killed. Yeah, right. On the set. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny, like watching that scene, the way she really sort of uh, uh, zeroes in on you and, and, and drags you into a lot of that physical humor that she was so well known for. So I can just imagine, <laughs> I mean, your, your first your first lines and all that being in that environment. I mean, it's just a, it's a cool way to start. Yeah, it, it was. And, I mean, you, you did a lot of TV work in those days, and I'm such a fan of, of TV from that era. So, I mean, I have, I have a million geek questions to ask you, but um, could you just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what life was like? Uh, you know, what what were you doing in between calls? I mean, was it something that, uh, that you could just sort of quit your day job and just pop around doing guest spots and stuff? Or, you know, what was that like? Well, when I got the job with Lucille Ball, yeah, that gave him the A card, mm-hmm. not the SAG card. But I still, I had, I had no ambitions about being an actor at all. Oh, okay. It was not, it was not on my bucket list at all. Sure. But it, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it paid good. I finally got an agent, and he sent me out on interviews. Some of my got, some of my nailed, and some mm-hmm. of my didn't. Meanwhile, I had my ladder and paintbrush <laughs> <laughs> handy just to pay the bills sometimes. And then gradually, I got to know more casting people and directors and things like that and worked for, with them once or twice. Then they'd feel confident enough to ask for me or, or just hire me out. Yeah. That's kind of how it went. Prior to getting into acting, you were a boxer, right? I mean, isn't that where you sort of came up? That's how I got into <laughs> That's how I got into acting, actually. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Universal Studios was a lot different back in the 60s. Yeah, I can imagine, now. yeah. I mean, now it's like Disneyland. <laughs> but back then, it was, it was just a studio. And across the street from the studio was this, uh, there were little restaurants and a hotel, you know, hotels and things like that. And uh, a friend of mine's father owned a little restaurant bar right across the street from, it was on Lancashire Boulevard, right across the street from Universal Studios. And a lot of people from the studio frequented that bar. And uh, and then his daughter got married. I was invited to the wedding, and a <laughs> few other people in the business that worked at Universal mostly. But and it wasn't even a big wedding, but it's just a small reception in his bar. And the extra casting director from Universal, I was introduced to him. <laughs> and I just gotten back from a, a fight up in Boise, Idaho. I had like eleven stitches in my eye and a, in my nose. Was, yeah, I, I was pretty pretty banged up. <laughs> and and uh, he said, "Holy." Christ, what, what are you, what's a nice kid like you doing on a business like that? Why aren't you going to, and, and I said, oh, no, no, that's not for me. I don't, I mean, I didn't have any, any thought in my wildest dreams of being an actor. Uh-huh. But when my boxing manager, when he heard my reply to the casting guy at Universal, mm-hmm. he said, well, what, what the hell's wrong with you? You, 
you, you just you, you just turned you just stuck your nose up at something that somebody would kill for. Yeah. for and I said, well, I'm supposed to be a fighter, aren't I? You're the one. You're right. My <laughs> and he said, yeah, but you can you can work in between fights. And you don't fight every week. You know, right. You know, it gives you a little more flexibility. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, well, let me think about it. And a couple of days later, I called the casting director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he sent me over to uh, Central Casting, which was the main casting department of, of films. Sure. Central Casting signed me up, and then I, I worked extra for a couple of years. Wow. Then when I quit boxing, then I wanted something a little more uh, Steady. Lucrative. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, and I, so I got an agent, and he said, he said I don't want you working extra if I'm going to send you out for acting parts. Right. So I was more than happy to quit working extra. Yeah. And I, and I went to a couple of acting coaches for a, a few months. Oh, okay. Just to kind of give myself a little bit of more confidence. Sure. And then I became a full-fledged starving actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All because you were at a wedding and they liked your look. I think it was more of a humanitarian no, I see. <laughs> I see. <laughs> All right, so so if you'd been a better fighter, you never would have got to be an actor. I guess that's the way to look at it. Then that's true. That, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what kind of boxing had you been doing? Like what 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 level? What circuits? That sort of thing. I did most of my boxing in L.A. Okay. I also fought in New York, Oklahoma City, and Boise, Idaho, and all over. That. I even fought once in Rome. Oh wow! So I got around. A, I guess you'd call me a journeyman heavyweight. That's not a contender. Not a complete bum, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's I good, was, at least. I, was, I, I trained really hard, and I showed up, and I, I did my best, you know, and I won a few, and I lost a few. Mm-hmm. It was a great, ex- a great experience. I, I really, I'm really glad I did that, because that was my dream, really. So I, uh, okay. As a, as a young kid, I just had to be a boxer. I had to be... I was going to do it. I was going to do it. I, didn't, I even joined the Marines specifically because I figured they were the roughest outfit so they would get me in shape and help my boxing career but didn't have that great a boxing career but it was, uh, it was an honest effort and I really I'm not sorry I, I did it sure and now that was something you were just into from childhood on yeah my dad was a big boxing fan and okay. he used to put he used to uh, sort of as his own entertainment. He, my brother, my brother is only fifteen months older than me. He got a two pair of boxing gloves, and he uh, just kind of entertained everybody with my brother and I <laughs> punching the hell out of each other. <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Well, I guess I uh, got so much attention. You know, oh, sure. Yeah. That I just kind of wanted to do that uh, in the, uh, on a larger scale. Oh, sure. Well, it makes sense if that was something that, that you and you and your dad enjoyed together, that it would have interest to you later on. Yeah, yeah. And it did sort of come back into your acting career as well. And I know you did. You played a couple of boxers in, in film, didn't you? You were in a show, The Contender, and Goldie and the Boxer, yeah. a few things like that. Yeah, I did several roles as a boxer in television and film. And quite a few cops, it looks like, as well. Yeah. A lot of cops, a lot of truck drivers. Lot of <laughs> <laughs> Never played any doctor. Oh, yeah, I did. I played a doctor one time. Oh, that, well, that's yeah, there's, there's some range. That's great. Robert, Alt, Robert Altman's three three women. I played a doctor. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, let's uh, let's talk about films for a minute because just in the intro here, we were talking about uh, the Late Show, and I always been curious about that because. You have a you have a credit, you know. It says it says John Davy as Sergeant Dayton. Is that something that they had that they cut from the movie? Well, we went to see it in a theater. I was in the film. Okay, but on television, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, and I don't know what shape it's in now, but I, I did get I, I was in the film. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen it since. Well, it's a fun movie. I, li- I like the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was. How does working on a film differ from working on a, like a television program? 
it's usually you, you get a little a little more slack working on a film. Okay. Whereas a, a TV shows they had, they had to pump them out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Plus, so Lucille Ball's like, smacking you around on on a TV oh, set. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, my, my, <laughs> that, that first job kind of held me in. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. Well, what about uh, you know? I'm such a Neil Simon fan. I love The Odd Couple and all versions of The Odd Couple. uh, The the episode you did cracks me up. You arm wrestling with Jack Klugman and all that. Uh, What what was that set like? I mean, that that seems like that show's so fun. Those guys seem like you know they'd be fun to work with, be around. Yeah, from the top down. Gary Marshall was just the greatest guy to work with. I mean, he was just. You, you talk to him five minutes, and you, it's like he's your best pal. Yeah. And, you're, you're just, and he's funnier than heck. Yeah. He just re, he keeps everybody relaxed. And, and, and it's, it's hard to do because it, that's a, it's a half-hour show, and they got to crank it out. And it's not easy. But he's a, he was just a real relaxed guy. And I think, I'm not sure, but I think on that same segment I did, I think Terry Garr was in it. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't remember Terry Garr being in that, but poss- I love Terry Garr. I was in an acting class, and she was in it. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, and I, I always liked her because uh, she just was. She was. She was just like she. She would try to do a dramatic scene, <laughs> and people would be howling while she's doing this dramatic yeah. scene because she's funny. She's just funny. Oh she yeah. Can't help funny. Yeah. Anything she popped up in, I love. I mean, Mr. Mom, you know, with Michael Keaton, she's so great in that. Yeah, yeah, she's, she was great. Yeah. <laughs> now, you also did several episodes of The Rockford Files. I mean, that must have been a good time. James Garner seems seems like he'd be a lot of fun. Oh, he, he was a great guy, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd say he was my favorite superstar, I guess yeah. you could call him. I think he was. That show, I mean, that. Now, see, now the theme song for The Rockford Files is going to be stuck in my head for the next six weeks. But, uh, I mean, it's just <laughs> such a great show. Yeah, he was, he was a fun guy. I was working on one of the episodes, and it was on location somewhere out near Long Beach. So I drove to the location very early in the morning, and so I went over and over to craft service and got my cup of coffee and tried to get myself ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woke up and ready for the <laughs> job, and I spotted Jim Garner and Denny Miller. Denny Miller was a really good friend of mine, and they were shooting the bull with each other. <laughs> so I walked over, and I said, hey, how you guys doing? You know, hi, John, you know, I'm... And they went back then talking to each other. I'm, so I'm standing with my coffee and I'm just listening. Right. <laughs> and Denny Miller is saying something about, uh, well, I'll, I'll fly over to uh, such and such place and I'm going to pick up a couple. And I said, I didn't know you're a pilot, Denny. <laughs> and uh, they said, we're trying to rehearse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that'd be horrifying. But you kept your job, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's, that's yeah, good. Yeah, I kept my job, yeah. They got as big a kick out of it as I did. I bet, yeah. Well, let's talk Shazam for a minute. That's probably where a generation of kids would uh, would recognize you from. I, I had, you know, I had vague memories of it from when I was little, and now that uh, DC Universe has put it out, you know, all remastered and everything, uh, my son yeah. and I rewatched it. It's been a lot of fun rewatching the show, and my son loves it. Oh. So, you know, it's a fun oh, thing. Oh, glad to hear that. Yeah. I mean, first of all, with the movie coming out last year, the Shazam movie, and with the with the series being remastered and all that, are you finding a, a new wave of fans uh, coming out of the woodwork? Yeah, actually, we are. Uh, you know, I've, I've been doing a few of Comic Cons. Did my first one in October of uh, 2017. Oh, okay, so this is a relatively new new addition to your yeah, life then. Yeah, and I got, I've had a few people say, "Why don't you do? Why don't Why don't you do this?" And one day, Michael Gray, you know... The sure, Billy Batson himself, yeah. Billy Batson. <laughs> he, he called me and said, hey, 
why don't you come down? We'll do, we'll do the uh, Hollywood show, and that was my first one. Okay. He he was already set to do it, and, he, and then he mentioned my name, and they said they could they get me too, you know. And so I said, yeah, what the heck, why not? So we, yeah, we did it, and then it, it was a lot of fun. I think that was the first one, and then and then we uh, I've done about a dozen of them since. Oh wow, okay, so keep you pretty busy then. Yeah, I don't have anything in the near future, which I'm relieved. Yeah, frankly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think we'll all be homebound for a while. Yeah, I think they'll be canceling them. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. So is that, I mean, is that exhausting, or is it mostly just a good time? I mean, you're just having fun. It's it's exhausting, but it's it's really a good time. It's a great place to people watch, because all these cosplayers are out there. Oh, sure. And uh, other actors that I run into, that most of the actors that are on the uh, Comic-Cons, I don't. Culturally, I've been I'm still back in the 70s. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, me too, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I'll see a line around the block for some actor that I never heard, don't even, never heard of. Him. And yep. there'll be three people standing there talking to me, you know. <laughs> Saying, oh, God, I, uh, I remember you. I remember yeah, yeah. You. We, it was it was our Saturday morning babysitter. Oh yeah, sure. When we're doing these comic cons, we usually have a little table, you know, on a, and then have pictures of, of what we were. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I've aged okay, I guess, but I'm still aged. You know? Right. Yeah. And uh, this was up at Reno, I, I, uh, sitting there at my table with my wife. She helps me out when I do these things. My wife Linda. She's glaring at me across. <laughs> Hi, Linda. We're sitting there, it was kind of a slow period, and, and this woman walked over to me and, and she said, Excuse me, could you tell me when he's coming back? And I, I said, Who? And she pointed up to me and my Captain Werewolf. <laughs> Cam, do you know when he'll be back? And I said, he's already here. I see. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> she said, oh, and she, and she just about freaked out. But, yeah. But probably a, a good laugh. Probably about as embarrassed as you were on the set of the Rockford Files when you interrupted their scene. Yeah, pretty much. She probably did. I'm sure the feeling was about the same. So it's 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 been very fun and gratifying too to run into people that enjoy the show. Sure. Well, I mean, it's I I was so glad when it was suddenly available again because, like I said, it was you know it aired in reruns when I was very little, and I remember I was watching it, but I just hadn't seen it, and you know, you know, at least at least probably thirty years, really. Yeah. The story I've always heard is that you got a call. And a few hours later, you're you're Captain Marvel. You're on the set filming. Is that true? That's true. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was in my apartment with my son. He's eight years old, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a call from my agent, and he said they want you out on Topanga Canyon. I'm not sure which canyon it was. There's so many canyons out there. <laughs> right? Yeah, one of those one of those canyons. <laughs> yeah, it was Topanga. I think it was Topanga Canyon. They're on location. They want you out there for. Shazam, you're going to play Captain Marvel. I, I, oh, Jesus. I, I, mean, I, I, uh, I, I, I loved Captain Marvel comic books when I was a kid. Oh, okay, so you were familiar going in then. Yeah, but I didn't, know, I didn't even know there was a Saturday morning live-action show. Yeah. So I, I had envisioned that there was something like, I mean, what first came into my mind was, was like Mr. Rogers or <laughs> yeah. Captain Kangaroo. Right, or right. And uh, anyway, I, I said, just let me let me just make a couple of phone calls and I'll, I'll, I'll he said, well, don't take too long. They're they're waiting for you. Wow. A, a friend of mine had a small child. 
her daughter and my eight-year-old were like good buddies. Okay. So, so I called her and asked her. And she said, "Well, yeah, she's Emma." She said, "Yeah, yeah Jenny watches it all the time." And, and then, and then finally, which is what I said to her in the first place, I turned to my son and said, "Tom, are you aware of a, a show called Shazam on Saturday morning?" And oh yeah, I watch it. I love it. And I, I said, "They want me to play Captain Marvel with you." And he just—I mean, I didn't even finish the sentence. He just went bananas and thought, "Oh wow, wow, wow." And so, I, and so I called my agent back and said, I don't know much about this show, but I judge it from my son's reaction. I'm, <laughs> if I can make him not happy, I'm going to take it. Give me the directions. <laughs> so I drove out there, and uh, so I'd say uh, within an hour and a half of the time I got the phone call, I was in wardrobe. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's, and, that's stressful. Was it, <laughs> were you, were you oh, nervous about going into an existing, you know, the cast oh, and the crews already, friends oh, and all that? I, yeah, I was, I was extremely stressed. That sounds like a nightmare. But they, uh, but the whole cast and crew, and especially Les Tremaine and Michael Gray, sure. they took me under their wing and just kind of kept me settled down until I got comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, what I, what I was kind of afraid of when I, when I was reluctant to take the job right at first when, when my agent first called. I was thinking, God, this is going to be the bottom of my career. <laughs> well, as far as I'm concerned, it's the top of my career. I mean, I mean, it's, it's the one I'm the most proud of. It sure. probably affects more people than anything else I ever did. So it just it just shows you how funny things can be. Yeah. Uh, well, because this was a this was a filmation show, and they were they were known primarily just for animation. Uh, at this right. point, right, and so, and yeah. it, and it's not like today where you know live action superhero shows. I mean, there's a million of them. At, at this point, you really only had, I mean, Adam West in the '60s and George Reeves in the '50s, but that there weren't a lot of live action superheroes on at the time. That's right. Yeah. So it wouldn't it wouldn't have been super familiar. It's funny to look at it now because you know, like I said, there's there's a million superhero shows, and you know, doing doing crossovers of big characters. I mean, you see that all the time in the movies and on TV. But you know, for for Captain Marvel and ISIS to be flying together on screen was pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, that was a big deal. Yeah. So when did it sort of hit you that like, wow, I'm here I am playing an iconic character? I mean, was that something that was, uh, I mean, did you feel like a responsibility with that? I did feel the responsibility, yeah, because because of the fact that it, it was looked over by the powers that be to make sure there, there was no foul language, there was no yeah. excessive violence. And also, a lot of it was, was shot on location. Yeah. Usually, unless we're out in some remote area. There was usually a bunch of families and kids and stuff lurking around. Yeah, I bet. Uh, Trying to get a glimpse. Well, think, yeah. Actually, these uh, Comic-Cons have, have made me realize even more that <laughs> it was more important than I thought even thought it was at the time. Yeah. Fathers and sons and moms and daughters just raving about how important it was to yeah. them. And, and those, those little uh, speeches we gave. Yeah, the, the, the morals, morals at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the morals. Those really struck home with kids, little, yeah. you know, kids in their... Uh, formative years well as a parent now you know my son's five and when we watch those and we get to those we we get to those messages at the end i mean they do always really land for him and and i i have a new appreciation for those when i watch you know my son learning these learning these lessons and seeing kind of a little morality play play out i think it's great well you must be a good dad because uh you care about that that's really really important well i try You know, it's it's interesting too with the show. Last year when we we, uh, we did an interview with Elliot S. Magan, who he wrote the Shazam comic for many many years. And when when you read that run, you can tell at what point the show really took off because suddenly in the comics, you know, there's there's Billy and and uh, Uncle Dudley or mentor in an RV, and, and it, the comics sort of formed themselves to what was happening with the show. Yeah. 
So you, you mentioned there was a lot of kids, you know, hanging around the set, probably getting a kick out of you hanging off the back of a speedboat and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, what what were your reactions? Did you do a lot of publicity for the show then? I mean, were you going around, you know, doing like mall circuits and that sort of thing? Yeah, I, I did uh, a few. A few. Uh, there were mostly uh, auto shows that we did back then. Okay. I only did about six or seven of those. I, I didn't do many of them. And, and when the season ended, uh, the guy, the agent that sent me out on these on these uh, shows, uh, asked me if I wanted to continue doing those. And I, and I like an idiot, <laughs> <laughs> like a major idiot. I said, No, I don't. I, I'm turning the page. Let's go do something else. Yeah. You know? Okay. I think Michael did quite a few uh, of those. Oh, okay. He was smarter than <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if I was a kid, I you know, I, I know I would have been begging my dad to take me to that car show. You know, I yeah, definitely would have been yeah. there. <laughs> I really, I, yeah, I actually enjoyed myself at those shows. Enjoyed the kids; they were going nuts. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's really great that now you have the opportunity through these conventions, like you said, to really, you know, to be able to connect with people and hear about the impact that the show made. Because it, you know, it seems like when when you're doing that kind of thing, it could sort of be in a vacuum, and you know, you're not really getting that instant feedback. But um, yeah. You know, so I'm sure that I'm sure that must be a nice feeling to know that it, that it really was impactful and, and has stood, you know, 40 plus years as something that people remember fondly or, or people like me, you know, sharing it with the next generation. Yeah, it, it, it really is. It's really uh, gratifying to hear. Oh, well, hey, thanks so much for, for talking to us today. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed chatting with you. You're more than welcome. <laughs> okay. I appreciate the call. Fun interview. <laughs> That's your classic response to interviews. I but guess so. That, yeah, that one was fun. So you, you don't want my right. new Coke response. What is it? What a ripping interview. That's new Coke. Yeah. Wow. And now my classic one is like, what a fun interview again. Have you ever even had new Coke? Huh. Good I question. Have. I don't think so. I have. Yeah. To hear more about the comic book history of Shazam, <laughs> tune into episode 189. Was it so long ago? It was. It How was, old we've become. I know. Yeah. Of the All the Books show for an in-depth interview with longtime Shazam comic writer Elliot S. Magan, which was a lot of fun. It and was. And also sort of fun to edit <laughs> because he... He, he's, yes. a, he's a swearing. That's, he's a sweary guy. <laughs> that's true. I think that's the only episode we've ever had to put some bleeps in. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that episode is cool because Shazam, comic book writer Elliot S. Magan was our first bleep. That's right. That's right. He was. Shazam is <laughs> such a crazy history because yeah. it was a Fawcett comic, mm-hmm. and then DC Comics was like, "That's too much like Superman. Get out of Dodge." Yeah. And so it was gone for yeah. decades. Mm-hmm. Then DC buys it, brings yeah. it back. Elliot S. Magan and, and other authors yeah. as well are tasked with writing the Shazam story as if the whole Shazam world has been. Put in like suspended animation yeah. for forty years or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's a kooky series, and Elliot yeah. had a lot of fun. Fawcett Comics just it. opened their door one day, expecting a pizza. Yeah. It was Jay Garrick and uh, Alan Alan Scott. Alan Scott, yeah, s- crunching their knuckles, yeah. ready to strong on <laughs> them. Like right. you better get out of dodge. Yeah, get the Shazam out of here, please, Alan Scott and Jay Garrick. <laughs> oh, anyway, thanks again to our guest John Golden Davey. Age Green Lantern and the Flash. That's right. <laughs> They knew what was up. They yeah. knew what was up, and they said, Shazam, yeah. hit the streets. <laughs> anyway, our thanks to our guest, John Davey. Mm-hmm. The Shazam series is on DVD and is now streaming on the DC Universe. And I got to mm. tell you, it is a good remaster. Yeah. The show looks good. It looks crisp. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I like a nice remaster. All right. I'm glad you do. Thanks. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time here on the All the Book Show. Shazam!